Hello, and welcome to the Hornrank Podcast. We're back after, I think, we took a year off last year, right? Did we year, do anything year last year? A year and a half, something, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think we stopped like halfway through the 2017 season, if I remember we're back. correctly. Um, back in the day when Carmel was still winning everything, so not much has changed, right, Grayson? Yeah. No, we're, we're back in the same spot, I think, so. Yeah, so, did I already say my name? Yeah, I think so. I'm Jeremiah. This is What's Jeremiah Wooten. I'm Grayson Huber. So, it is the the first week of BOA competition. I know we've had some smaller regionals and stuff, a couple of local shows that we've at least gotten to get some videos out of, if not accurate scores. But it's uh, it's about to all kick off this weekend, right, Grayson? Yeah, we've got uh, three regionals to kick off BOA season. Uh, Louisville... McAllen and Toledo. So we're going to kind of go through these, give our feedback and uh, what we're looking for this weekend, and it should be a good time. Yeah, so let's start off with um, Louisville. Louisville. Because, yeah, I say it correctly. <laughs> I think. I don't know. If you're from Louisville, tweet at me. It's probably still wrong. Louisville, right? You're not supposed to really pronounce it. Um, I, I so, think that's right. The last, the last Louisville regional was twenty what fourteen, I believe, um, way back in the day before it moved to Clarksville. A lot of mm-hmm. you probably recognize most of the bands in attendance as being groups that typically come to Clarksville. But uh, there's one major addition that's Carmel, the current national champion, the last three years national champion, is going to be there. So of course it's pretty clear Carmel's going to win. There's a lot of other good bands there, but no one no one close to challenging Carmel. Um yeah, and I I think that uh you know for Carmel it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what they have just to kick off the year and kind of sets the stage for, for the rest of the year moving forward. But yeah, I think uh the most intriguing part of this regional is definitely the next uh 2 through 4, maybe even 5 slot. Um we have Castle, Franklin, and North Harden, which all placed 2-3-4 last year at the Clarksville Regional, like you were talking about. Um, and also Clinton placed fifth last year in Clarksville as well. So a lot of really good groups that are returning. Um, do you what, what do you think, Jeremiah? Do you think uh, between any of these groups, any, any of them are going to stand out above the rest? I don't know. I'm very curious to see. It's You know, it's one of those things that at this point in the season, all we've seen are like, not great quality videos from like football games and stuff. So it's it's hard to tell who's actually in what position at this point in the season. Um I know like Franklin just had a new director um this summer. Their old director got promoted to a district level position and their old assistant became the head director. So um I'm curious to see how that shape up shapes up. Franklin is actually one of the groups I have been able to see because I live here and I <laughs> went and watched them a couple times. And yeah, I think I think, I think, I think uh, with the continuity of still having the assistant band director being promoted instead of just bringing in a, a whole new person, which you know some programs don't have the luxury of having uh, multiple band directors, and so that kind of continuity will definitely help them. They're not going to take a huge step backwards, I don't think. Yeah, um, and they seem still to be. be they seem Very to be doing good. well so far this year. I haven't seen the show yet with props. Um, so, you know, as groups add in 
more elements and more of the show and props and all these different pieces, of course, it completely changes it. But I think they're definitely in a good place, and we'll see coming out of um, Louisville how they're standing, especially up, you know, this pairing with Castle Franklin and North Harden really is going to be a great read for all three of these bands. Mm-hmm. You know, Castle has been in national finals a couple of years, and then last year did not make finals. So um, North Harden has kind of been on more of an upward trajectory. Um, I know, like, the past something like five or six years at this regional, North Harden's gotten a higher score every year mm-hmm. to the point where right now they're coming in here pretty much neck and neck with Castle and Franklin. So really I could see this trio ending up in any order. Um, If I had to pick, I would say probably Castle second, North Harden third, Franklin fourth. But we'll see. It could, I mean, it really could be completely flipped. Yeah, it really could go either way. Um, We talked about how close it was last year at Clarksville. Also last year at Grand Nationals. if we're looking at semifinals results, uh, Franklin was 17th, Castle was 19th, and North Harden was 23rd. So yeah. still very close to each other, even from beginning to end of last season. So it should be a lot of fun to see how they come out at the very beginning of this, this season and, uh, and how they stack up to each other. Exactly. Um, you have any other groups at this regional that you're looking forward to seeing or any surprises that you think might happen? Yeah, I think um, Adair County is always a group that I'm – like very interested to watch. They're a class A band, so they're, you know, well, the band isn't terribly small, but the school population is smaller, and the band itself is also smaller than groups like Castle or Carmel, obviously. Um, But, you know, they're one of those few class A bands that's also able to make finals on their own, whereas at a lot of regionals you'll see these class exhibition groups from the class championship and finals. Adair County usually, um, not always, but a lot of the times competes in finals at the regionals because they make it in on score. So I'm curious to see how they do. Um, But looking at just the the class distribution at this regional is really, really impressive, both in the evenness across classes, but also just how equally competitive every class is you know north harden is a 2a band um i'm pretty sure they're still 2a they have been in years past adair county in 1a castle and franklin in 3a um carmel in 4a so it's like you have these groups that yeah are are really good really from every class so you know a lot of the times after prelims you can look at the prelims results and know okay, they finished first, second, third, so finals, they're probably going to be first, second, third. But with this one, like, Carmel's going to win 4A, Castle or Franklin will win 3A, North Harden will win 2A, but that really doesn't give us any indication of how those groups are going to be in finals. So Yeah, absolutely. Another group that I think uh, could definitely stand out this year at, uh, at Louisville Regional could be Clinton again. I know that I mentioned them earlier. And I got to see them a few times last year, actually, and I was really impressed by them. And, I mean, to be completely honest, you know, going into last year, I think probably for the Clarksville predictions and stuff, we, I don't think Clinton was on our radar at all. Um, I could be wrong about that. Maybe that was just me. But they completely blew away my expectations. Um, I was really impressed by them. And then also, uh, staying in Mississippi, uh, DeSoto Central really is an impressive program. They're consistent finalists wherever they go pretty much every year. 
and I think that they'll also have a really strong showing this year at Louisville. Yeah, I was impressed last year. Um, last year I was at the Oxford Regional first weekend, and um, Eastern Kentucky, which is actually like right in Louisville. I think they're maybe like 15, 20 minutes from the stadium, but they really surprised me in Oxford. Made finals were something like sixth or seventh. Um, so they're another of those groups that just because you haven't really heard of, um, you think won't be outstanding, but I think they have a very good chance of, of being in finals among these top groups. Um, also like Central Harden, which is North Harden's kind of neighbor school. Um, they always give a good showing. We can expect them to be in finals. And then I'm curious to see also Fort Zumwalt North and, uh, Columbus North, two Northern schools, um, Mm -hmm. how they do. Like Fort Zumwalt North has made finals in the past a couple times and Columbus North has at other events. I don't remember the last time they were at an early season regional like this. So it'll be interesting to see how those groups do, um, which of them will be able to grab a spot in finals and what maybe under the radar newcomers that we don't know about are able to make it into finals. Yeah, there should be, should be a lot of interesting stuff happening there. A lot of interesting, uh, Indiana and Kentucky bands that will be, uh, heading into finals that we might not even know about yet. So should be definitely really interesting to look out for there. Heading south uh, towards McAllen, uh, this year, Jeremiah, not one of the big top ten kind of groups that are going to be there, um, but still a lot of talent to, to look at here. Absolutely. Well, if you just look back to, you know, they brought back the South Texas Regional in 2015. Since then, we've had... Claudia Taylor-Johnson won it twice. James Bowie won it one year when they came. And then Dripping Springs the other year. And, like, none of those groups are actually from South Texas. Right. I mean, San Antonio's kind of South Texas. But, like, you know, this regional is right with the border with Mexico. So mm-hmm. this year I'm excited to see, like, it looks like one of these bands that are actually from way south in Texas is probably going to win. Because um, you have groups like uh, JBA, John B. Alexander, who we loved last year at San Antonio. Um, and then, I'm trying to think who else, Del Rio, um, groups like San Benito. I think mm-hmm. United is also from that area. Um, but you have those groups. Really, the the only, I think, kind of big name outsider group this year is um, Winston Churchill. And they're one that we really don't know at all about because they've had some pretty dramatic switch-ups in terms of um, directors and design staff this year. Um, And we haven't seen or heard anything out of that program yet about how they're doing so far. So we we don't really know. They could come in and, you know, sweep sweep captions and win like these other outside groups have done in years past or... They could be, you know, closer to the middle or bottom of finals. It's kind of, that'll be an interesting uh, storyline to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, even though the CTJ or Dripping Springs, those kind of groups aren't going to be there this year, uh, anybody who's outside of Texas, you know, they might not see those names and kind of think, why should I tune into this? But really, I mean, when you're talking about Texas, the, the level of talent, just goes so deep, I mean, throughout the entire state. So, you know, 
any of those groups, you're going to be able to watch the first week of the season and still be thoroughly impressed. So definitely recommend tuning in. I think Churchill will still have a really strong uh, showing there. Um, obviously, like you said, some, some changes going on this year, but still going to be a, a really impressive show for them, I'm sure. Yeah, so that's McAllen. Um, it's Texas, like you said. It's really, I mean, we say this a lot, but Texas just has this level of talent that no other state can match. And Even in South Texas, right near the border, or you go out to Midland and West Texas, there's still so many high-level groups. It's incredible. Um, yeah, something something I was going to say, last note on, on yeah. McAllen, was uh, one of the groups that I really enjoyed last year um, watching at San Antonio was Roma. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I really apologize if I'm not, but... Um, I mean, I just, think it's four letters. It's, I, I hope so. I think yeah. it's a straightforward name. <clears throat> but, I mean, just, just to give you like some stats on the level of competition throughout Texas, last year at San Antonio they were, uh, let's see, they were 43rd last year at San Antonio. Uh, if you took their score and applied it to Grand Nationals last year, Obviously, different judges, you know, can't compare straight across, but still, just to get an idea, they would have been 37th at Grand Nationals. They would have moved up uh, more than five spots in Grand Nationals based on that score in semifinals. So, just kind of shows you, you know, the level of, of uh, talent in Texas is just, just crazy. Yeah. Of course, the usual disclaimer, you can't compare scores directly across competitions. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, just, just for fun. <laughs> um, so, let's move on to Toledo. Um, this one's a much smaller regional than we've seen Toledo be in the past, but it's not uncommon for one of these uh, early season regionals like this. I know in years past we've had, um, like one year, the Canton Regional was similar like this. Monroeville in the past has been like this, where because there's so few groups competing, they go ahead and let all groups compete in finals. So that's how Toledo's going to be this year. There's 15 total groups They'll all perform in prelims, and they'll all perform in finals. Um, I did, I'm did. i trying to figure out how they're going to do that split. You know, at normal regionals, top half, bottom mm-hmm. half is top five, bottom five. With this being an odd number, I'm not sure which group gets the extra one. Um, in the past, like, when they've had ties that allow an extra group into finals, they've usually done the top half be fewer groups and the bottom half be more. So I'm guessing for this right. one, it'll be top seven, bottom eight. But that'll be just an interesting thing to watch as we as we get that final schedule out to kind of definitely see a glimpse into how prelims turned out. Um, but this one, kind of like Louisville, seems like we have a pretty clear victor. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, the obvious kind of contender here is, is Homestead. Um, you know, a pretty consistent Grand National Finals from what we've seen. Obviously, uh, 2017, they were just out of finals in 13th place. Last year, they rebounded and were 8th place. So uh, they're consistently one of the top programs in the country. Uh, I think they're certainly going to have a great show this year at Toledo as well um, and probably probably going to take home first place. But outside of them, I think there, once again, is a lot of uh, – interesting groups to look out for. Um, some groups like Carroll and uh, PSEP, as we, Plymouth Canton. Uh, you know, some, some groups with a lot of history, uh, and I think that they're definitely going to be competing for, for a lot of those top seven or top eight spots like you're talking about. 
Um, are there any of those groups that you think are going to stand out more than the others? I am always a big fan of Peace Up. Um, they've they've been one of my favorite groups to watch at Grand Nats for a couple of years because they always do something a little bit different, you know. Yeah. I remember a year or two ago they had um, like little plumes that instead of plumes were just these little spheres, um, and there's always just something a little quirky and fun about their shows that I that I really enjoy. So I think they'll do great here. I know last year. Um, as you said, they are one of the only three groups returning from last year's regional. Last year they placed a bit lower than I was expecting to see them. They were all the way down in uh, ninth. Um, but, you know, with the fewer number of groups and a lot of those groups obviously not returning, um, I think we could see them possibly in medalist position. Yeah, definitely. And, and speaking of groups returning from last year, obviously Jenison is also going to be back. Um, so they should also be another group to look out for. Yeah. I think a really interesting thing with a lot of these early regionals, as well as it always seems like kind of the Northeast regionals um, in general, tend to always have like a, a group or two that's just kind of out of the blue, um, a big surprise to us. And yeah. and sometimes that's just because it's a group that maybe hasn't competed in BOA before or just isn't really on the radar. And this year I think that, um, I think that Victor um, from... New York could be a group that that surprised some people. Mm-hmm. Um, doing, you know, obviously can't don't have a lot of resources to to dig into uh, and predict what they're going to do this year. But um, they look to be a really competitive group from from New York and very competitive in the Northeast and in New York State. So I think they're definitely a group to look out for. It could could surprise some people. And then one more group I'd highlight would be Reeks Puffer from Michigan. Just like PSEP, they're one of those groups who can have some really strong years and have some off years. So I'm curious to see how they do here. I know they, in Michigan and in local circuits, are always pretty successful. Haven't really created as big a name for themselves, though, on the BOA scene. So, you know, performing here um, when they're in the position to really um, really impress some judges and really turn some heads, I think, is going to be an awesome opportunity for that program. Definitely. Well, that's all I got for these regionals, Jeremiah. Do you have any other notes you wanted to add? Um, well, I'll just say, you know, the season is upon us. Yesterday we released our first uh, set of rankings. Um, yes, we did. Which was exciting and scary and exactly as expected. <laughs> um, you Not know, a lot of shakeups so far. It's that kind of thing. This This first season poll, when you're looking at, you know, the slight adjustments... It's always a handful of groups moving up or down a spot or two. And it's, you know, at this point, our our contributors who we pull in this sense, you know, they're going off the same information we have and for the most part the same information you have, which is just those early season videos we've seen, you know, random show announcement videos made by awesome rock star band dads and um, just the staff changes we've heard and then a healthy dose of just guessing and what we want to happen too. Um, Total speculation. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's up on the site. Of course, take that with a grain of salt, especially this early in the season. As as we get more competitions out of the way, we'll, those rankings you'll see will start to slide around a lot more and then really solidify toward the end of the season 
Um, but I will say one thing that, that I mean, the rankings always remind me of, as we mentioned earlier, was kind of this ability of Texas bands to perform um, at such a high level in comparison to everywhere else. Um, pretty consistently throughout every rankings of every year, about half of our of our ranked bands come from the state of Texas. I think right now, I don't want to count this, but I think it's like 13 or 14. Um, Five out of the top top 10 10 are are from Texas currently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so it's like, it's these huge numbers. And you look at even just like the groups that are going to Grand Nats. um, We have six Texas bands this year, and they all are in that position where they're probably going to make finals so it'll it'll be really interesting to see how all of this shakes out and especially with so many texas bands going to grand nats we'll really get that comparison of how san antonio versus how is grand nats um yeah and i i think also with with that amount of groups from texas going to grand nats you know it's just going to keep our focus on texas and and those kind of competitions throughout the season because we're going to be seeing and trying to predict how they're going to stack up you know against the rest of the groups around the country that will be at Grand Nationals. So it's definitely going to be a really interesting season. Um, should be a lot of fun to have some of those really, really strong Texas groups showing up to Grand Nationals this year. Yeah. Is there anything else you're excited for about this season? I know one thing I'm excited about is the number of dome stadiums that the BOA has secured <laughs> this year. Like, I don't know why or what the reason for it, but, you know, they're returning to Johnson City, which they haven't hosted a regional at in something like 12, 15 years. Um, Mm -hmm. That Johnson City Dome at ETSU also happens to be a former site of Grand Nationals. um, Really? Back in the, I think it was the 80s? I can't remember. They hosted two or three years of Grand National Championships way back in the day when it was still Marching Bands of America before Music for All existed. Um, So they're going back there. They're going back to the Arizona, um, Northern Arizona University um, has a dome there that they've had events at in the past and are returning to. And then um, a new dome, the Cedar Falls, Iowa Regional, is going to be at the, I think, University of Northern Iowa um, in their dome there. So that's like three additional dome shows this year. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see, first off, you know, how that affects the competition just because it's giving these groups additional opportunities, you know, before they go to a Super Regional or Grand Nats and are performing in a dome. It gives them another chance to play in a dome. But at the same time, these smaller domes aren't really known for having the best acoustic environments. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk already, even in advance of the Johnson City Regional, Johnson City, Tennessee, about how, like, you know, there's a reason we stopped holding events there <laughs> because of the acoustic environments of that dome. It's it's so hard to hear because everything's just so boomy. Um, yeah, and I think also with, with some of those domes, you know, being early or mid-season, I mean, it's really a, it's that much more of a challenge to these groups to be able to adjust uh, any kind of, you know, tempo rubs or any of that will really uh, kind of stand out in dome. So 
It's going to be tough, um, but it should be a good test for a lot about, of these groups. We're still at this point in the season where people are figuring out electronics and how to integrate and balance that with the ensemble. And then you go into this dorm, or in this dome, and that's a completely different acoustic environment now to balance and mix your electronics in with the sound of the the winds and the percussion and just all these parts that have to be have to be really thought about. So I'm curious to see what groups are able to to pull that off and I think we could see some some more surprises than we expect at some of these domes just because some groups may be better prepared for the dome environment and some groups may not be. So Yeah, definitely. Another thing that I'm really looking forward to this season is uh obviously it happened last year but the Orlando regional is going to be a lot of fun um so this year not even getting into the new entries this year but seven out of ten finalists from last year returning and then on top of that you're adding broken arrow and wando so two of two of the, oh yeah i didn't even see I, I i don't even have an updated list i can't keep track of this yeah so i mean just just a lot of really interesting groups making the the travel down to orlando um a lot of the top groups in the country, and obviously, you know, with Tarpon Springs, Park Vista there, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and obviously, also, because BOA hadn't been in Florida for a few years, you know, I think some people kind of forgot about the talent in Florida in general. And I think, uh, you know, last year was a, a wake-up call for, for some people who may may not have been paying as much attention to them. There's a lot of talent down there. There's there's a lot of really, really good groups that can, uh, can challenge for for some top 30 spots in, in the Horn Rank uh, top 30 poll. Yeah. Um, one quick announcement, in case you haven't noticed. Um, we did officially, publicly launch our forums. We kind of discreetly launched them back in February when MFA shut down their um, Music for All Bands of America forums. Uh, we launched ours just under a subdomain, and... As we've been developing them over the past months and inviting more and more people in, we thought with the season starting, now is the time to open them up to the public. So you can, if you go to the homepage, there's a forums tab at the top that'll take you right to our forums and please join, um, share your opinions, discuss. Um, we'll have threads posted for each of the, um, each of the rankings each week. And I'm already just scrolling through here and like, looking at some of the snarky comments people are making about our <laughs> rankings, and I love it. Yeah, please please, please call, call us out. out for all. Lots of people please. are pointing out that Round Rock is not um, ranked at all, which is true. They are not ranked at all right now. But, right now? you know, looking at how the end of last season turned out for them, and honestly looking at how every season for Round Rock, you know, they're sitting in such low placements, even San Antonio, and then they show up at Grand Nats and just barely sneak into finals um, like they did the last time they went in 2017. So we'll see how they're... Yeah. They're one of those groups that, you know, at the Austin Regional when we see them for the first time and see how they go there, that'll definitely can shoot them up into the rankings or keep them off of it, so... Yeah, and I'm, I mean, we're certainly going to be surprised this weekend by some groups, you know, early yeah. season... Always room for, for lots of surprises, so this time next week I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Absolutely. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter. We're at HornRank. You can like us on Facebook, at HornRank. Um, 
We're on Instagram, Horn Rank. All the social medias. I come check out. We have on the forums. I don't. I we've literally never used the Snapchat, but I think I have Horn Rink like just the name reserved on Snapchat. So, perfect. If you want to add Follow us, us on anyways. Snap, no one there. will know that you've added us. I will not get a notification. No one will respond to any messages you send. But feel free to add it. Um, maybe is that something we should do? Should we actually like care about Snapchat? Yeah, I don't know. We might. You never know. You might want to go ahead and add it. You never know what we'll be yeah. doing this season. Well, so you know, might, if you think that some... we should care about Snapchat, just tweet at us and tell us, because that's the only way I'll notice. Because Twitter is the default. Yeah, even though I hate Twitter so much, I don't. Like, personally, I don't use Twitter at all. I only use Twitter from the HornRank account. So, oh well. So anytime you get like sassy responses to your tweets, it's ninety nine percent of the time me. Just so you can connect a, a name and a it's voice definitely to a who's to who's being sassy on our Twitter. Um, yeah. Well, this has been a a substantial outro we've got here. Yeah, this has been. Thank you all so much for listening, all the way to the end. Um, and we will be back next week. Yeah, I we'll promise see you next week. it will happen. We will not drop the ball like we have in years past, and we will actually keep this podcast going all season. And you know what? Maybe even like into the off season. Maybe so. I think that's too much of a commitment to make right now, but well, we'll say maybe. We'll say Just maybe. a maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And with that, this has been the uh, the Hornring Podcast. Thank you week so one. much for listening. And goodbye. Cut. We also need like a theme music or something. We do. Um, maybe some maybe some sweet garage band intro. We'll make something happen. Yeah. Can we add that to the show? Asking people to like make music for us. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. There's some talented people in our audience. I'm sure someone can help us out. Okay. I'm just gonna like tack this little segment onto the very end and be like, hey. This is where we would normally have outro music, but instead you're hearing us talk because we don't. So write us Absolutely. some outro music and email it to me, Jeremiah Please. at hornrink.com. Please do. If you can't spell my name, just email Grayson at hornrink.com. What other email addresses are there? Do we have like a general email address? Uh, ad. Uh, ad- Advertise. We have we have ads at, ads at hornrink.com or tips. Yeah. T-I-P-S. Oh, I didn't know about that one. Tips at hornrink.com. I'm pretty sure that exists. I think it forwards to me. Probably. I'm not sure. Try it out. We'll see. Cool. Or just tweet at me with a link to your SoundCloud. And I'll be like, oh, that's dope. (laughs) Okay. Off to a great start here.